by Christopher Nelson. We just spent a second going through a little bit of background. You got a lot of interesting stuff going on from technology to real estate, to IPOs, to figuring out how to earn equity and transition from W2 to uh, someone who has some legacy wealth. So love to have you on the show, brother. Appreciate you being here. Hey, thanks so much. You know, when I, you know, saw the podcast and I saw, you know, thinking about a legacy and thinking about, you know, that blueprint that we not only carve out for ourselves, but we also leave behind for our families. Just thought, you know, it, so many synergies. I'm just excited for the conversation, man. Yeah, for sure, man. But I mean, before we jump into it, give us give us a little bit of background. You have so much interesting stuff going on here. I mean, you got a you got a real estate fund. Uh, you you got multiple multifamily mobile home parks going on. You did an IPO, so like you got an interesting story. Give us a little bit of background on how we get here. Yeah, I mean, I think I started like most people. I you know had left college. I had you know read. Uh, you know, rich dad, poor dad knew that I wanted passive income, but, but I didn't have the blueprint. I didn't know how to get there. And I'd spent the first 10 years of my career in technology consulting. And what I realized is that walking away from that, Joe, is I actually had built something that I call career capital, where I had, you know, these experience and results that I realized that I could go trade for equity inside of technology companies. And that's where I could get my stake. That's where I could create you know, something that I could then go and invest in, in real estate. And so I know, you know, on your show, you talk about your favorite failures Well, mine was the first startup that I went to work for was an abject failure. You know, I went from being surrounded in the company I'd spent the previous eight years surrounded by mentors, people coaching and guiding me to working for a bad boss and working for a company that was going nowhere. And I realized that I had to, to make a hard pivot really fast and what I realized is that I wasn't looking at, you know, investing my career capital. I was looking at just finding a job. And so that's my big pivot in some of the things I try to, you know, tell, you know, my uh, investors and then also people as I'm kicking off my podcast too is, you know, you need to make sure that you're investing your time and your talent wisely in working for equity, because that's a way that you can leverage one of these, you know, sort of unspoken Kiyosaki truths, which I call his bridge, which is you can be an employee and you can be an owner both. And that's essentially what I did in, you know, 2011, as I went to work for a, a startup company. And, you know, less than a year later, we had a multiple seven figure payday, my, my wife and I. And, you know, then I've gone on to essentially write this book and do it again and went through another IPO in October. But along the way, we realized, okay, if we really want income, if we really want to build legacy wealth, as you and I both know, Joe, that's going to be found in real estate. So this is where we were investing ourselves inside of a lot of multifamily here in Central Texas. And we saw a lot of uh, other technology employees that needed help. And so that's where we started WealthWord Capital in 2017, was to create an opportunity for technology employees to invest in passive income producing real estate outside of, you know, California, outside of New York and some of these high cost of living areas. And now we've, it's gone on from, you know, multifamily to we've done some ATM funds and now we're doing mobile home parks. Love it. Love it, man. And there's, there's so much synergy here because uh, you had said earlier, always work for equity. And, you know, our legacy developments team is, is almost Holy, have they all, almost every one of them have equity in our in our self storage development. So mm -hmm. I think we're in alignment with that thing. You know, you can pay someone a lot of money, but unless they have some sort of ownership and some some real assets, uh, that becomes a game changer. You call it compounding your career compensation, right? Is that is that in alignment with the career capital? And maybe you can walk us through uh, some examples of what that looks like. 
That, that's right. And so this is where, you know, for the W-2 people out there, right, there is so much opportunity inside the world of W-2 and working for especially technology companies. Technology companies have this rich history that started back in the 80s, quite frankly, which is, you know, they didn't have a lot of money to pay people. So they gave them equity in the company. They gave you the ability to be an owner. And we see this today as you see the, you know, the Bezos, the Gates, all of their wealth, or the majority of their wealth comes from ownership shares in their company. Elon Musk, I mean, Jack Dorsey, the list goes on and on. Well, we can do it too. And you don't have to be a technoid. You don't have to be a developer. You can actually be a somebody who works in finance, human resources, marketing. And so what I call is, how do you compound your career compensation? If you're just working for salary and bonus, that's simple career compensation. It just sort of goes up and to the right with promotions, with you know, uh, year over year, you maybe get some cost adjustment, you know, um, bonuses or or salary increases as well. But when you go to work for equity and you have, you know, half of your salary uh, given to you also in equity shares, or you have your total salary or three x your salary depending on your level all of a sudden your career compensation can compound up into the right. And that's exactly what happened to, you know, myself and my family as we were able to then have a couple phenomenal exits. We can take that off the table and you can continue to live on your salary, enjoy your bonuses, but then we just invest, invest, invest our equity into income producing real estate. And that's been a game changer. So it's, is that what WealthWord Capital is? Do you guys have equity owners that came from other companies? Is, 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 that, is that the kind of the, the kind of the play there? Yeah, that's the model. The model yeah. is, is, is WealthWord Capital is for technology employees who have earned tech equity, you know, showing them how do you take that and convert that into passive income producing real estate? Because there's not like the interesting thing is while you know, and this is how, you know, Joe, we're, we're piecing all of this together, right? All of us for, you know, whether it's for veterans, for myself, technology employees, technology employees have this roadmap that say, here's how you can build a ton of equity and stock compensation. But there's no roadmap that says, how do you then get that out and get that into passive income producing real estate? So that's where Wealthward Capital is that bridge. So maybe give it, I mean, maybe, you know, I'm going to keep picking, but I think for our listeners to yep. really comprehend this, do we have like a, you know, a, a, a example of someone who maybe makes 75, 80 grand a year and a piece of that making it into a deal and how that might multiply their, their long-term wealth? Is that, is that asking a lot? No, no, it's not asking okay. a lot. I mean, I think that's, that's really feasible. I, I mean, yeah. and this is where, you know, I know an example of, you know, and this is where, you know, many people believe, well, oh, you have to go to you know, this early stage startup, if you really want to make money. And that's a myth. And that's a myth. And so I think a great example is, uh, you know, I was working with a woman who was a senior level engineer, and she was working for an early stage startup company. And, and let's just say for raw numbers, she's making $150,000 a year. And she had all this equity, but she didn't know when it was going to become liquid. So she came and she said, I really want to start investing in real estate. What do I do? I said, let's actually then go and, and go and get some offers with all your great career capital, go to work for some companies that have recently gone public, where you're going to get liquidity in the first year, because most of the public tech companies you go to work for, after one year, you're going to receive a quarter of your equity compensation that's on a four-year plan, they call it a one-year cliff. Okay. So she went and got three offers, 
And the one that she chose actually matched her salary. So she got $150,000 a year in salary, $150,000 a year in equity. So what they did is they gave her the shares, the amount of shares that equaled that $150,000. Well, guess what? The, and then she actually got liquidity in the first month. So that was, again, a lot of these companies are doing different things because there's a war for talent right now. So this is where there's a lot of opportunity. And, and so just so let me pause you just for our listeners for a second. That liquidity event means that they can actually sell off the shares for liquid capital to reinvest, right? So I'm that's on the correct. Same page? To okay. diversify, right? So, gotcha. so to your point, because you don't want to start getting these overexposed positions, you know, in a single stock, because then, then all of a sudden, you know, you're riding the stock market and every day your net worth is adjusting by 10 or 12% plus or minus that I've been there. It's brutal. Yep, yep. Yeah. And so, um, and so anyway, so $150,000 in, she's getting that her salary. And then she has $150,000 that's getting liquid, you know, every month that, you know, she's getting that additional $150,000 a year for four years. So, so think about that. Like that's a really nice package that she's sure. able to get every year. Well, in the first year, all of a sudden the stock doubled. So instead of, you know, getting $150,000 a year in salary and then 150, so $300,000 a year in comp, she ended up getting, you know, 450,000 because she got the 150 plus 300, took that mm -hmm. off the table, started investing. And then you know, this, this is the whole point is all of a sudden she got a compounding flux because the market treated that company very well, right? Mm -hmm. And it can go both ways, right? But the point I'm trying to make is that even if you're getting an additional quarter uh, of your salary or half of your salary, that is going to lift your overall earnings over time. And then if you're thinking like an investor and you're choosing good companies, right? Because this is where I've worked for, you know, three companies out of the, out of the five startups, three out of five have gone through IPOs. You know, one has been a home run. The other one has been a double. The other one was a single, right? Mm -hmm. But those are all compounding. I know other people that have done it, you know, three or four times as well. And the point I'm trying to make is that there is a system, there is a method like anything else. Does it get rich quick overnight? No. But if you apply yourself, you can then take these gold coins off the table invested into the things that you and I know really then build that legacy wealth and you can actually then change the trajectory of your family. Yeah. I love that, man. It's, it's super interesting. So, so <clears throat> long-term, what do you foresee, you know, this person's equity or, you know, what is, what is she invested in as far as, you know, you guys in mobile homes? Is she, is it a REIT? Like what is the, what does the wealth word fund look like? Well, so the, so the wealth word, so we've, we have done a lot of different things. And so my whole thing is we bring the right tool at the right time. And so essentially wealth word capital is the opportunity for, for technology employees to see how I am deploying, you know, our personal wealth. So right now, this year we'll be completing investing a million dollars in front of everyone. So uh, half of that was in uh, multifamily syndications that we were uh, co-GPs in where we took not just our capital, but we took other people's capital in syndications. We then started moving towards uh, ATMs and mobile home parks because we wanted to follow the cash flow, right? One of the things that we really try and focus on at Wealthward Capital is that technology employees, and I would argue that anybody who's out there passive investing needs the income component. So as we're seeing cap rates get compressed, we're also seeing returns be compressed. So that's where looking at self-storage, looking at mobile home parks, 
that's where we're investing is we're following the cash flow. Yeah. I'm a little biased with self-storage. I think you should do more of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this might be a totally stupid question. When you say ATMs, you mean like cash machines? Like ATMs, automated teller machines. Yeah. Okay. And automated teller machines fit very well into a portfolio because they're high cash flow and high depreciation. So when oh. you combine that with the lower cash flow of, let's say, uh, you know, multifamily, it can really just sort of boost the overall output of your, of your personal portfolio. That's pretty wild. I mean, I could probably spend the whole 20 minutes interviewing on ATMs. How, how do you even oh, yeah. get into that and how, who manages it and what's the region look like? Oh yeah. It's a, yeah, it's definitely Northeast. You want definitely like concentrated population where there is a lot of, a lot of cash transactions, but yeah, super interesting business and definitely, you know, like anything else, finding the right operator is the key to success. Yeah. We won't even get into whether or not cash will be here in 10 years. That's a different scenario. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, so what did I forget to ask, right? We, we, we know that there might be an opportunity for people to create career capital to compound their compensation. Um, what does it look like for people to, to get involved in this or to, you know, let's say that I work for a tech company and I have stock options and I want to trade with you guys. Well, I mean, I think, I think it's a couple of things. Number one is uh, you know, and this is where, you know, I'm writing a book that's going to come out later this year that is really trying to teach not just technology employees, but anybody who's in the workforce is how do they go to work for equity, right? Because being a W-2 employee can be super powerful, super stable, especially if you're getting this, you know, career compensation compounding, right? So I'd say for anybody who's out there, the first thing is, is, are you investing your talents in the right company? I know a lot of people that are working in tech have technology skills and they're not working for companies that provide equity. So I would take a step back. And especially now when you think about all of the great companies that are now offering fully remote positions, you can actually now start trading your skills and actually getting you know, this comp you know, compounding return by just literally staying in your desk in changing jobs. So I would say, look that first and foremost, you know, number two is, you know, yeah, they can go to wealthward.com and they can look at our offerings because, you know, as you and I were speaking earlier, we're focused uh, very firmly on mobile home parks right now. We have an offering that is, is going to be opening up literally next week. Um, and we have some more coming this summer, but our focus right now is on, you know, doing value add, taking over smaller parks, uh, but but creating larger portfolios uh, so that we can provide really great cash on cash return, especially in this environment when a lot of yield is being compressed. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's a ton of opportunity there. I I believe in it because we're doing something very similar, and so I I definitely see it working um, actively on, on a on a on a weekly basis inside the, inside the industry. Let's talk about the book for a second. From no dough to IPO, right? Yeah. What does that What does that mean? Well, it's, it's based on my story. Like, I mean, literally what, what had happened is I had been at a point where, you know, had, had been working for a number of years and we, a uh, partner and I had tried to start actually a franchise that we wanted to get cash flowing that we wanted to then, uh, you know, start buying real estate. Well, 2008 swallowed up our franchise. It was a juice and smoothie franchise. We couldn't compete against the $5 foot long at that point in time. So literally it was broke and was trying to figure out, okay, how do I get back on top of things? And this is where, you know, I wanted to figure out how to go to work for equity. And this, this goes through this, this profound failure that I had, you know, and as, as you know, Joe, it's like, it's out of the failure, out of the depths of, you know, ripping apart what went wrong and after action review that I figured out, wait a second, 
I have this huge thing of value right here. I'd spent the last eight years building this skill, this technology skill that not many people on the planet had. I could go trade that to work for equity. But if I chose the, the wrong company, which I did, I get nothing for it. So it's really about how do you actually think like an investor? And so in the book, I put together, you know, I give an entire playbook of how do you actually do due diligence on companies? How do you actually think about presenting your skills and your skill sets in a way that resonates with companies so that they're like, oh, I really want that guy to work for me because they realize that we're results focused. We're business people first. Mm -hmm. And, and that's truly what the, what the book is, is, is it's a, you know, the story of my journey of going from literally no dough, flat broke to within two years, a multiple seven figure IPO and just giving away the process that shows everybody how they can do it themselves. Love it. Love it. And obviously this doesn't, this, this is not just limited to tech, right? I mean, there's that you could get involved in a lot of companies that either might want to IPO or give you equity in some shape or form, right? 100%. And that's, and that's the thing that I want people to think about, right? And this is where, you know, you, you have your, uh, your company as well, that is give, providing people equity and look for those opportunities because guess what? If your eyes aren't open and you don't ask, you will not see it sitting right in front of you. But yeah. the difference between choosing massive. to work for equity and not is massive. It's massive. Yeah. I, I think one of the good takeaways that I'm hearing and, and, and I hope resonates with the audience is your base pay is important. But the other stuff is really what creates the wealth, right? The opportunity for, you know, share, for, you know, whether it's profit share or whether it's equity in a deal or something like that, you know, being tied to the results, you know, honestly, is what changed the game for us. It creates such a better culture and such a better group of people because, you know, we're, we all win together. That's right. That's right. Everybody wins. And then, and then that's the other thing too, is, is as, <clears throat> as people are trying to think about, well, wait, how do I actually live a good life and build a legacy? Well, when you're able to live fully, you're not trying to, you know, uh, stop the lattes, stop living well to fight for more of your paycheck, but you actually have this compounding equity component that then you're constantly taking off the table, diversifying and building this broader portfolio that then accelerates your time to this, you know, legacy wealth, it accelerates your time to financial independence, because you have this third component that is literally working while you sleep, you know, and this is the great thing, you know, I, I love the fact that, you know, the culture changes when everybody thinks like a business owner, mm -hmm. right, when people are thinking, well, wait, let's actually save the bottom line, because we're all business owners, or let's actually all advocate for the company because we're all business owners, right? And this is, again, one of the great things that comes out of the culture of the Silicon Valley is everybody acts like an owner, and then you get these benefits. Yeah, it's huge. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with Silicon Valley and, and, and the, the, you know, the, the, the dynamic and the culture out there, but you can see it. I mean, these are some of the biggest companies in the world that obviously were, are being lifted up because of the strength from within, the teams within, right? And, right. and you and you suggest that's part of them coming from the culture of ownership. A hundred percent. I mean, when yeah. you think about it, it comes from the culture of everybody. The, <clears throat> the boat is rowing in the right is all, everyone's rowing in the right direction. You know, everybody is is minding the bottom line. Everybody is doing that. And, and again, I'm speaking in broad senses. Right. I mean, it's not, again, perfect. It's not holistic, you know, but this is, again, the, the concept. And I think that if people then start changing this lens and thinking about you know, how can I get that third component when they're doing the W2, they're going to find that the results they get are a lot different.
I love it. I love it. All right, Christopher, switching it up a little bit. What do you think is the, the broad vision of Wealthward? Like, where do you want to see you guys in 10 years? What do, what do you think the uh, portfolio looks like or what's the end goal? <laughs> I think the end goal, goal is, is, you know, is, is two things. Education, you know, we really believe that if we can get a thousand technology employees to financial independence, that they're going to want to solve some of the world's biggest problems. You know, and, yeah. and this is really my passion and my energy is around the fact that the more technology employees that I see, you know, we're, we're geeks. We want to solve problems. We want to do hard things. And sometimes the hard thing is what's right in front of us is we're just, you know, struggling, whether it's in a high cost of living area or we have this, this crazy job. But if we can start building out this legacy, legacy wealth, then all of a sudden we pivot and we say, well, wait, how do we go fix something that is really profound? you know, in society. And so that's where, you know, education is most important. And I think, you know, we really just see ourselves as we want to make good investments. We don't want to be driven by um, having to make a deal. And this is where I think we've, you know, built the company where, you know, we're just trying to find the right partners, get the right things done. I think right now our main focus is, you know, 3000 pads in the next three years. We're right at, you know, around 600 pads right now, but we're really focused on the uh, mobile home parks, just because we see there's a huge buying opportunity and there is, you know, um, supply is shrinking, demand is growing. And that's, that's exactly where we want to be. Love that. Love that. So what else about mobile home parks really stands out to you? I mean, what, what makes them different? I mean, I, I know a lot of guys that are, that are invested in mobile homes big time and, and I know their answers, but what do you, what do you think is the big precipice for, for going into mobile home parks? Uh, you know, I, I think I, I sort of, I'll just recap what I said before yeah. and, and sort of break it down, right? Which is, you know, mobile home parks are being eliminated and torn down because people don't want to see them and because, you know, municipalities don't want to support them. Mm. On the other side, we have got a housing crisis in this country, right? A lot of, you know, and, and it's interesting, I see a lot of my, you know, friends and brethren and, and, and family that are a part of the multifamily community that are so excited about, you know, rent, rents going up rents climbing, people are making money, that's great. But who's really paying that? There still is wages are not keeping up with some of that growth. And so these people that are left behind, you know, that gap is growing, right? You also have the silver tsunami. There's, you know, 10,000 people a day who are retiring and half of them do not have anything saved. So mobile home parks do two things. Number one is they fit that you know, fixed income, somebody able to actually have a nice, affordable place to live, you know, and they're, they're actually then relatively easy to operate, right? They're not complex. They're not as complex as a uh, multifamily. And then they also provide a lot more space, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, that's what really people need. So I think for me, it's, you know, how do we serve a need? How do we have a, a product that fits a need? And then especially if the supply is shrinking, I just think, then let's let's buy as much as we can and then hold it uh, in perpetuity. Love it. Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head, and that's it's affordable housing, right? We have we have such a need for affordable housing in America, and you're right. Mobile home parks get looked down on because you know they don't they don't generate the tax revenue, frankly. That right. that, that you know um, multifamily or you know anything like that does. So I think uh, that's that's a big challenge um, for a lot of us is is getting past that where, you know, we're going to continue to have that need and how do we supply that need? Um, and so for that, I think it's a, it's a, it's a uh, worthy cause. Yeah. <clears throat> so I asked, I asked this one question totally off topic. What, what's one big goal you want to do before you die? And you, you said to me, walk a hundred K of El Camino de Santiago with my family. Talk to me about that. 
Yeah, well, you know, El Camino de Santiago is uh, is actually a, a church in uh, in Spain where Saint James is buried, and it's it's uh, you know one of the traditional Christian pilgrimages. And so that's just always like our family is like really hike or bike. We love to be outside, and uh, it's just been a dream of mine for years that there's a hundred kilometers. You know, you can do 10k a day, but just really taking some time. And it's an old trail where, you know, my understanding is that, you know, the stories, the people that you meet is really part of this whole experience, but really walking from sort of the Pyrenees in France across the top of Spain, you know, and then ending up at the ocean, uh, this church, I think would just be uh, a tremendous adventure we want to have as a family. I love it. I love it. When's it scheduled? Uh, I haven't put it on the calendar yet. I think the <laughs> dudes need to get a little older. My, I got three boys right now and they're, uh, you know, nine, eight, and eight. We do have identical twins in there. So uh, it's it's nice. probably going to be in the next uh, three to four years. We're trying to ramp up the, the mileage right now, but we'll get it on the books for sure. Love it. Love it, brother. What else did I forget to ask you before we wrap things up? I want to be respectful of your time here today. Yeah, I mean, I think we covered the main things. I mean, I think the other thing is, yeah, I am I am going to be kicking off, you know, podcast myself, Tech Careers and Money Talk. I mean, I think one of the things that I think, you know, that I think you and I resonate, like what, what we didn't talk about enough is just this concept of legacy. And this mm -hmm. is interesting. It's a conversation I've been having with a lot of investors lately, with a lot of people that are working W-2s. And I think you and I get it. Like, I see what you're doing. And I see that you got a lot of stuff going on. And I'm sure this happens to you. Let me know if this is true. People come to yeah. you and they go, it seems like you're busy out of your mind. How do you do it? And I'm sure, I'm confident. And you tell me if I'm lying or not. You go, I love everything I'm doing. Why would I not yeah. do this? Yeah. No, it's a truth. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a fact. I didn't, I didn't do what I loved for a long time. And so now doing what I love is a game changer. It's different. My, my calendar's stacked. But I also find that... You know, for legacy for us, I think it's a really, really overused word in our in our in our society. I think it's kind of like one of those like guru words for a long time. And then so I think I had to really put a definition to it. And what's that definition? Well, it's not just building my legacy. It's building the people around me so that they have a legacy. What are their great grandchildren going to get out of the experience that we're having today? Um, and then when that started becoming more important to me than my own personal wealth and my own personal yeah. growth, that's when I really grew. 10 times more than, than I did you know, before that. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, personally legacy is everything to us now, but it's fun to help other people help create their legacy. So then therefore, you know, it's not work. Well, and, and this is where like, there's, there's a teaching in there and this is the, what, what's so, you know, Wealthward Capital, we talk about grow your career, build wealth, learn to make an impact. And mm -hmm. there's this whole concept here that, you know, I, like people say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the end of tenure at, at this other tech company I took public and people go, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to retire? It's like, no, I'm probably yeah. going to be busier than I ever have been. Yep. And people ask like, why would you do that? And it's because exactly to your point, like, I love everything I'm doing. Like, yeah. I love it. And why would I not? And there is this, this pivot because like I see my parents and quite honestly, it's a bit of a struggle. Like they're trying to be retired and they have this perception of, well, I'm supposed to be, you know, just around the house and just sort of doing stuff where I want to blow up that whole idea. And I want to, I want to do it right now with you. Like, I think it, it really is this, how do you think about doing what you love, making an impact and just letting that fill you and carry you every day, because then you're going to feel busy or you're doing a lot. But 
it doesn't feel that way because it's all, it's love, it's energy. It's, you know, you're right. It's service. And to me, I, I think about these three words of service, education, and connection, right? And, and this is what it all becomes about. And, uh, and it's super powerful, but this is what, I don't think we, it's not a question that you didn't ask, but I mean, just a topic, I think to talk about that has just come up lately that um, just while I had you here, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I think that, you know, what are the, you said service connection and contribution. Was that the three things? What was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was service, education, education and connection. And connection. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just, it, it automatically reminds me of, you know, the six human needs and, and the, t- the, t- the two top human needs are growth and contribution. Right. And, and, you know, for us as, as human beings, you know, we spend a lot of time in the, in the, in the basic human needs of trying to like survive and thrive and fit in and all that kind of thing. But at the, at the end of the day, when we can be growing as individuals and we can be, you know, contributing back to the greater good to community, that's really what the spiritual needs. That's, that's really what fulfills us. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, um, unfortunately go their whole lives without really tapping into that because they're, they're focused on the basic, you know, needs of survival. And so, um, you know, what you're saying is really um, helping people find enlightenment, find fulfillment, find real, true contribution is really what, what drives us internally. Well, yeah, and, and that's interesting is that, you know, I think what, what both you and I are trying to do and help, you know, investors as like, like, let's get you into real estate so you have this passive income. So then you can really figure out like what, what really is your contribution? What's your impact? Mm-hmm. Yep. What is your legacy? You know, yep. because this, this to me, you know, is getting back is like, this is sort of the vision of, of Wealthward Capital is how do we unlock people so that they can then give their ultimate contribution because they're not scraping, crawling, scratching to survive. You know, they're really then able to say, well, wait, what, what am I really meant to contribute to what's in front of me? 100%, man. Well, I mean, you're doing it, obviously. And I, I look forward to seeing you tap into a thousand uh, people's financial freedom in the near future. Um, and I appreciate you, you being on. What's the best way for people to connect with you, Chris, Christopher? Uh, best way to people connect is they can go to wealth word. So that's wealth in W A R D all one word, moving you towards wealth, wealthword.com. You know, they can go and click. There's a contact here button. And if they want to understand what we're doing inside of the mobile home parks, thrive community.fund, uh, hmm. that's where they can go get a free webinar, learn what we're doing and understand how to participate. Awesome, brother. We'll have that in the show notes for sure. Thanks again for being on here. Christopher Nelson, you're doing great things, man. And I I encourage you to keep going. Thanks so much, Joe.